I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. I'm Kate. And welcome to Topical Island. Each week, one of us will deep dive into a topic that interests us. Have you ever wondered how to become a Disney princess? Is diva behavior acceptable? And what does it have to do with the opera? Will we get to work from home forever, ever? Join us as we answer these questions and more. As each week, we will take you to a different topical island. All right, let's do this. Hello, ladies. Hello to all of our island hoppers. It's lovely uh, to be here. And uh, Kristen, tell me, what have you been up to this week? Wow, I'm so, yeah, I'm so happy to be here too. Um, what have I been up to this week? I've had a great week. I, I really want to jump into something funny that um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. And I think you listened to this one, Kate, uh, My Favorite Murder. Mm-hmm. And this last week they did, they did a full coverage of, so Julie did a podcast oh, oh, quite a while, well, as long as our history goes, but of um, Premature Obituary. Yes. And she actually covered John Fritz Johnson. <gasps> no way! Yeah, so she, she did the whole story. So I guess his, well, I can't remember if we got this deep into it, but his real name was Lawrence Joseph Bader. Yes. And so mm-hmm. it was the whole story about like how he like, kind of the whole story behind that headline. So if people were kind of intrigued, which I totally was at the time when you told that story, and we, I think, posted even that headline on our Instagram feed. Um, yes. So Karen covered the entire kind of story of how he, you know, presumably lost his memory and then created this whole new persona and, and everything around that. So if people were interested in the backstory, I would recommend that. It was in their episode called Stakeouts and Balloons. Oh my god. Okay. We might have to cut this out. But I listened to that and yeah. the whole time I was like, where have I heard this story before? <laughs> no joke. And obviously, it was from Julie. It was our it was podcast. Here you know. on our podcast. It was here. <laughs> No, don't awesome. cut that. I think that's gold. Awesome job, Julie. I really enjoyed Karen's take on it, but I think you really <laughs> set the tone. <laughs> what it, you know what? What actually like the story sounded familiar, but then also like the John Fritz Johnson really got me because I was like, if you're gonna make up a name, you're gonna make up yeah. John Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Terrible name. Terrible name. Again, mm-hmm. I don't remember how it came to be. I just listened to the podcast, but um, yeah, it was yeah. So, anyways, that was funny. That's. That's all I've done this week is listen to other podcasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You know, I'm not much for true crime, but I might hop on over and give that a listen because I did find that story and the and the articles surrounding it quite fascinating. Yeah, Obviously. definitely. I mean, it's not your. It wasn't your typical true crime, of course. I mean, of course, it was more about that the weird mystery of did he know or and it it's still a question, of course. Of did course. he know that who that he had lost his memory and gone somewhere else, or was it a ploy? Yeah. yeah. Leaving his that's wife and like. I think three young kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. Awesome. And uh, Julie, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, I, well, today was municipal voting day. So right. went mm-hmm. out there and voted on the multitude of things that you're allowed <laughs> to vote on. Um, it's funny. A I have two pager. It was, I, I think I had four, I went with the four ballots, but I could have gone for five, I think is how that worked. What? Oh. 
Yeah. I had two what pages. Are you voting on. Well, is I it because d- of? I'm assuming it's because of where you live. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't quite prepared for all of that, but I did. I did know a little bit, and I know my feelings, my own personal feelings on daylight savings time. But yes, for uh, for those listeners who aren't familiar, there's basically an election day for all the municipalities, and so. Although I live in a different um, municipality than Kate and Kristen, I still got to vote today and voted on some funny, some referendums, which are always kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, so did my public duty there after one Mm -hmm. of the candidates in my right in my local division here came to the door and told me that the turnout for our last municipal election in my area was 28 percent, which is Mm -hmm. pretty weak. So did it look busy there today? You know what? Our polling station was not that busy, but the one across the street was very busy. So it might just hmm. be division by division. Mm. Um, a little bit different, but uh, yeah, I heard that the city was very busy with voting and, um, you know, you can't, can't complain unless you vote. So it's if for no true. other reason, get out there and, and vote. Although it's closed now, but that yeah, was kind of now. It's past <laughs> chance. Next so, so pretty much the highlight of my week. Not, not too much. How about you, Kate? Well, I've been doing, I mean, obviously botulism top of mind, but I've been doing a lot of my canning that I do, mm. um, you know, now that it's fall leading into the Christmas season. But what I'm most excited about is that I'm actually going to be participating in a Christmas market this year. Ooh. Exciting. So save the date, November 22nd. Um, everyone is welcome. Oh, to I'm come. having a baby that day. Uh, <laughs> shoot. Julie. You know, That's I mean, rude. if you could hold it in for a couple days, then at least maybe you could try to make it to my market. Come on, Julie. <laughs> yeah, so I've just been busy making a lot of antipasto and, and mm-hmm. uh, canning it very meticulously and being very uh, careful and... Um, uh, cleanly with how I'm doing the process. Um, and that's pretty much what I've been up to. I love Kate's antipasto. It's so good. If anyone has the opportunity to go to this, I would highly recommend Kate's antipasto. It's so good. So good. Thanks. I appreciate that. I've eaten quite a bit of it. In other news, I'm very excited to hear where Kristen will be taking us tonight. Yeah, me too. I um I'm excited for this topic because it's something that I I think I'm fairly interested and passionate about. Um, and I look forward to hearing your guys' opinions actually. But um a little while ago, so um I think I've led with this before, but qu- quite often on Saturday we'll pose some random questions to our listeners. And one weekend we were asking about introversion versus extroversion. And we asked Island Hoppers if they thought that they were good listeners. And about, and I was surprised because very early in the game, almost everyone said they were. And I, I love you all dearly, but I was like, yeah, okay. Um, but anyways, we ended up at <laughs> Wait, 80%. are you calling our listeners not good listeners? That's true. Of course they have to be good listeners, right? To be listening to us. <laughs> We're a special breed, but I do know that, so we landed on about 80% people said that thought that they were good listeners. 
which is interesting, of course, because we're a podcast. But also, I was like, I kind of actually thought, you know, kudos to that 20% who acknowledge that they're maybe not the best listeners. Um, because it's actually one of those things in, in the articles that I was reading where it's kind of like driving, where most people think they're good at driving <laughs> and it might not necessarily be the case. Yeah. I know that for me, um, you know, we, we all have people that, you know, you, you really look, you know, when you're getting ready to go out or do something with a friend or, or an acquaintance or whatever, and some of them you feel like, uh, like it's more of a, something you have to do. Whereas when you have that friend or that person that you work with or whatever, where you really have a really good exchange where, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, they can t- express ideas to you. You can express ideas to them. You can bounce off each other and it's going to be a really nice kind of equal exchange. And there mm-hmm. are people that that is not the case for. Yeah. I immediately can think of a handful of people that, that it's exactly, as you said, it's kind of more of a, uh, I don't want to say kindness or politeness or yeah. need do, but um, no, it's very true. Mm-hmm. I feel I actually feel like I I I can imagine the situation in which you're you're saying something or you're you know that when you're talking you can tell that what's happening in their head is yes. okay. When can I interject? When yeah. can I? You know, I've got something that I want to say, and when is she going to take a breath so that I can start talking about me or start talking about something that I'm more interested in than what she's talking about? Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah. Or when they just, or and and when I say they, I mean me too, because I know that I am so terrible. Like, uh, what is it? Listening to respond? No. Mm. You know, like the only reason I'm, I catch myself is sometimes like well, are you listening to listen or are you listening for that pause so that you can interject again? Um, but I also think it's funny when you're watching people and like there's a moment where their eyes turn off and mm-hmm. they are not hearing you at all anymore. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and some people are so gonna... bad. Yeah. Sorry, Julie. Now I li- I'm not listening to you, but go ahead. <laughs> all going to be so self-conscious about our listening and interjecting tonight. <laughs> no, I no, I was just going to say that I actually take some enjoyment when I see that happen. Cause then I'm like, Oh, they're gone. Okay. Mm. We can just stop. Let's just stop. And just stop. Yeah, yeah. There's no need to pretend. <laughs> no, exactly. And yeah. I mean, exactly. And so, um, yeah, a few things are interesting there. I mean, it's a kind of a hard measure, like good listener, you know, that's fairly, subjective but according to a survey about 96 percent of people think they're good listeners uh yet people only retain only about half of what others say um 96 wow i'm surprised that many people are lying (laughs) but i think you're totally right too it's different circumstances like i I actually, I think I'm, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm generally a fairly good listener, but sometimes when I'm in a situation where someone else is a really good listener, I'm like, I know that I take advantage of them because I'm like, there's so very few good listeners in the world. And I'm like, I'm being terrible because you'll listen to me. So I'll just talk forever. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, I think there's all kinds of situations where, you know, is one person a good listener in all situations ever, forever? Right. Who knows? 
Um, Stephen Covey, who did all the the seven habits for effective people and all that, said something very similar to what you're you're both saying, which is most people listen with the intent to respond, not with the intent to understand. Yes. I had a colleague who kept that on his desk, like printed out, like in big, bold letters. And, um, oh, man, that was useful to keep around and keep an eye on that exact quote that exact quote Julie yeah oh cool yeah um so there's a study uh Accenture surveyed about 3,600 people from 30 countries half men half women all kinds of different types and they um although they said that a lot of them said that they were good listeners they were tuning they admitted to tuning out during conference calls and IMing which I'm finding Especially, I don't know if it's a pandemic thing or a virtual thing, but I find it's even worse because we're in meetings now, we're not in front of people and people can be doing like, you can see that people are reading their emails, you know? And I think yeah. like the the technology aspect of it has, has even worsened it, like let's say in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm cringing because I was doing that this morning during <laughs> a meeting and I was on video, but yeah. it was very clear that I was looking at my other screen, like getting some you know, small tasks done while we were in our meeting. Well, it's a judgment thing too, right? Because it's like, how important is this to me? And I, I mean, and that's, it kind of is what it is in this time of day and age. But the thing, so of course, we kind of alluded to this earlier, but I found this extremely interesting. So um, we were talking a little bit about, so what is not listening? Not listening is you know, kind of fading away. But we find also that most people I find that aren't necessarily good listeners are people who like to talk a lot about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so on average, I don't know how this is possible because they have to be talking to somebody, but people sent, spend about 60% of conversations talking about themselves. And this figure jumps to 80% when communicating via social media platforms such as Twitter or Facebook, which makes total sense because that's yeah, all about unless, what am I doing now? About politics, yeah. Yeah, yeah politics exactly. or yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your cereal or whatever, if you're Justin Bieber. That's probably like a very old reference. But um, so I don't get it. <laughs> it was probably run. Anyways, um, I don't even I won't even worry about it. Uh you can Google Justin Bieber is cereal and Twitter. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um so uh Harvard University published, uh, it says published in the respected proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. So they actually um, conducted experiments to assess how much people like talking about themselves and why. So in one study, they scanned people's brains while those people either revealed information about themselves or judged uh, the personalities or opinions of others. So they're scanning their brain. In another experiment, they tested whether people preferred to answer questions about themselves or people are neutral facts. Uh, and another one, they studied whether people wanted to share their answers or keep them to themselves, I guess, if they were in kind of a testing scenario. And no matter what the test, the researchers found that the results pointed the same way. Humans get a biochemical buzz from self-disclosure. Hmm. Oh, Yeah. And so the interesting thing about that is that, so they kind of, again, they were studying the brain with the MRI scan and they found that sharing personal information led to the activity in the reward areas of your brain. The same ones that are engaged in response to rewards like sex and food. Wow. 
So, so this is a hard habit to break. Exactly. Mm. So you see what, what you're up against um, when you're, yeah. Trying to listen <laughs> to what to other listen. people have to say. <laughs> exactly. Or when you're yeah. trying to be heard by someone who wants to talk about themselves, potentially. <laughs> you know what I find funny, though? Hmm. I mean... I would be curious to know, like, how many people enjoy be going for a job interview, which right. is literally just you talking about yourself for an hour. That's right. Really but then as, as soon as you put it in that scenario, I, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But I was, yeah, that would be a good relief, Julie, if you had someone like, let's say we know, let's say 20% of our listeners who thought they were maybe not the best listeners maybe that's a good remedy. You know, if you want to like get that food and re sex reward <laughs> in your brain, just apply for some jobs. Go for some interviews. Why not? Go for But some who's going to tell them? They're probably not listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> so then the researchers uh, also kind of went a step further to see if people enjoyed self-disclosure, if they knew other people were listening. So um, when people were given the choice to share their responses with others or keep them private, which is probably part of that earlier test I mentioned, they were willing to, they had some monetary things in this test and they were actually able to give up 25% of their potential earnings in order to broadcast that, the personal information. What? I think you need to explain that to yeah. me. So, <laughs> so they essentially like they had, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure what the test was, but they were basically, you can share this information if you're willing to give up this much of the money that you, let's say, are getting from this test or something. So, um, oh, like we're going to pay you a thousand dollars. Yeah. But, or you could share the information. Exactly. And then you'll get seven. And we're only going to, we'll pay 25. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Exactly. And so people were willing to give that up for the really the value of knowing that they could share with someone who was listening interesting huh. yeah and so i mean i think that's interesting in terms of what you're up against personally um enjoying talking about yourself other people talking about themselves and also i mean if you're a business person that's an interesting stat as well you know um that people yeah. are willing to give up uh some amount of money or compensation to talk about themselves hmm. to a to an, an ear that will listen very interesting. I wonder if that, I mean, basically could mean as an employer, there's a chance mm -hmm. you could offer your employees 25% less salary. Mm -hmm. Not that you need to be a bad person to do this, but like if you are willing to sit down and listen to them and, mm -hmm. and hear what they have to say or about themselves, you know, on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and was it in work from home where we talked about that study that was about that engagement right. study, mm -hmm. where it was like, if, if people are think, even if they think they're being given that opportunity, they're mm -hmm. way happier and probably to your point would take less cash home if yeah. they feel heard. Well, I, I think too, like when you think about a workplace and I think that could apply and it's not even in a in a negative way like if you felt really valued at work you felt like your opinions were heard you felt you might be more happy and willing to um work there than a place that was really competitive salaries but you got treated poorly and never had your 
ideas heard or your, you know, your feelings, your needs met or whatever, that kind of thing. So that is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So what is good listening? So this was a uh, interesting, this actually kind of mind flipped me a little bit because these are sort of the things that I thought maybe would be what good listening were. So most people think good listening comes down to doing three things, not talking when others are speaking, letting others know that you're listening through facial expressions and verbal sounds. Right. Like we're both doing right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kristen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I hear you. (laughs) And being able to repeat what others have said practically word for word. Hmm. So, you know, if if you were listening, you could say, what did I just say? Or, you know, that's kind of a trick that people say, you know, like mirroring back, like, I hear you're saying this. Um, But this study was this particular study. I think those are great. That's probably a good starting place for some people. Um, (laughs) But of the most effective listeners in the study, which is their top 5%, they actually found a few other things made people actually better listeners, which I would tend to agree with having heard some of this. So some of those include good listening is much more than being silent while the other person talks. It includes interaction that builds a person's self-esteem. So good listeners make the other person feel supported and conveyed confidence in them. Good listening was seen as cooperative conversation and these interactions feedback flowed smoothly in both directions with neither party becoming defensive about the other comments made. And good listeners tended to make suggestions. Good listening invariably included some feedback provided in a way others would accept that opened them up to alternative paths to consider. And I think that's interesting because I know, you know, a a very typical female scenario is, you know, their partner trying to fix their problems. So I think this is something a little bit different than that, which is fully listening, but it's different than if you had someone going, and I've, I've been in that situation where someone maybe did the listening training and they go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But until they're processing and feeding some ideas or some uh, agreement or something back to you, I don't think you necessarily feel heard. Yes. Right. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, it doesn't have to be a solution, but at least a like, you know, that sucks or that's great. An acknowledgement. Or like, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I heard what you said and I can tell that you're feeling this way about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The open-mindedness too, which I, is something I didn't necessarily think about when I think about listening, but being an open-minded person, uh, not necessarily a person, but an open-minded listener can also really impact whether or not people feel very heard because, but I never really thought of it that way. Cause it's like, but it totally makes sense. Like, you know, if you were talking to a friend who um, is willing to like see your side of things or be sort of, you know, open to whatever you're saying, you'd be more likely to want to talk to them than someone who was very, uh, was going to tell you what they thought immediately, no matter what you kind of said. Right. Right. Yeah. So they said, well, many of us have thought of being a good listener as being like a sponge that absorbs what the other person is saying. Uh, these findings show that listeners being good listeners are like trampolines. They're someone you can bounce your ideas off of. And rather than absorb your ideas and energy, they amplify, energize and clarify your thinking. They make you feel better, not merely passively absorbing, but actively supporting. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) Not to like bring all of our podcast thoughts together, but like this also reminds me of like a really good coffee chat with someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, where it's back and forth and you really get to it and you might start 
you know, even if you're the one bringing forward, you know, a problem or something, you might mm-hmm. start to think differently about it. Not because somebody's disagreeing with you, but just maybe they're kind of like when you go to see like a counselor and everything is a question back at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like, yeah, they're just kind of extracting and. Yeah. That's because yeah. as I was reading that, I was thinking the same thing. Like it's, I think that's one of the theories in psychology where it's like, most people kind of know what they should be doing and it's it's not so much giving someone advice it's like talking to them and asking them the right questions i mean not that we're all counselors to our coworkers and friends but um asking the kinds of questions that that amplify what they're thinking or like allow them to think about things differently right like yeah um that totally makes sense yeah and and when you like when you give that um, comfortable place for someone to have a conversation where they don't feel judged. I think that's probably a safer place. I mean, as long as you want to be that person and we don't all necessarily want to be that person to everybody. And we, I mean, I certainly don't want to be that person to everyone because we all know that people will take it. Certain people will take advantage of that. Um, and I think that's, what's interesting about this conversation is like I, I said, I mean, there are situations where I'm not a good listener. There's situations where I choose not to be a good listener. Like I said, there's people who will just <laughs> yeah. talk your ear off till the end of time. And I don't think we're all, that's something we have to listen to. You know what I mean? If there's no. no reciprocal value in that. And so, I mean, to say you're a good listener, can anyone truly say they're a good listener? I think it, it's all very situational, really. I know one thing I work really hard on um, because I would agree that I am not, I didn't answer the poll, sorry, That's okay. but I, that I'm not always a good listener, but it's something that I'm oh, at least aware of and I work on. And so it's, um, I don't try to repeat back exactly, but as I'm listening, I always think, okay, could I, in my own words, kind of summarize what they're saying? Like, do I, you know, because that's how I would make sense of something, how I would think I understand it is that I can summarize it back to somebody. But one thing that I try really hard to do, especially with my husband, is not Mm -hmm. immediately shout the solution back to him, or at Mm -hmm. least what I would consider my solution. And Mm -hmm. so it's, yeah, I mean, I think good listening is something you've got to kind of constantly be aware of and be working on. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, yeah. And sometimes it's a take cue from someone. Cause I think, I mean, this, I don't really get into this, but some people just want to vent and sometimes yeah. you just have to be that ear and it's not, they're not looking for a solution in that moment. They're emotional mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's really just about venting about how they're feeling. So I completely agree from that regard. And I will, I, I think, I mean, the one thing that I've actually noticed in virtual meetings that I actually find helpful is that there's sometimes, and I think it's hard sometimes, cause if someone's saying something and you think of something it's hard sometimes not to just focus. I don't want to forget that I thought this and I've literally yeah. found myself just writing like a little note down so that I can engage with that person and listen fully. And then I can look back at my note and be like, Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking, which I don't know right. if we could do that in day to day life, but it, I found it kind of helpful in terms of allowing, cause that's, I think, you know, how many times a day do we say, Oh, I was going to say something and I totally forgot what it was, you know? And yeah. so, yeah. Oh, that's such a good practice. Sometimes I need like 24 hours to know how I should have been a good listener or how to respond. But then it's like, sure, do I go back to that person and say, (laughs) I'm still thinking about that one thing that we talked about yesterday. And what I, what I heard you say was this, or, you know, however I wanted to respond, but like, 
yeah, sometimes good listening might also require time. Yeah, right. And wouldn't that be the, I mean, if people, if people feel heard because they're able to talk about themselves, I'm not going to be able to say this correctly, but wouldn't that be the ultimate, um, you know, spike in their, in their whatever portion of the brain it is, if you came back and was like, hey, you were talking about something yesterday and I've been thinking about it for the last 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Is that like a double brain spike if you've been thinking about me when I'm not even talking? probably. (laughs) I think, I think there's truth to that. Okay, I'm going to try and consciously the next time that happens, actually go back to the person and be like, hey, I'm still thinking about what we talked about. Here's how I here's here's my thoughts or or whatever whatever it is but yeah you're right that's probably just gonna scratch that person's itch a little even more yeah yeah we have the benefit in these conversations I know I sometimes listen back to the podcast and I was like oh I did not process that what that person was saying like I did not understand that the first time mm-hmm. and so we have the benefit now of being able to listen back it's true I still have there are things that I was like, I shouldn't have said that that way. That was stupid. <laughs> oh, idiot. God, that's me on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, there is no editor of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just, I mean, I, I think it does scare you a little bit because, I mean, I, you know, it makes you very self-conscious. And I think, you know, like I said, I don't think that necessarily anyone could define themselves or should define themselves as a hundred percent of the time, a great listener. Cause not everyone always even deserves that ear, but uh, I think it's something definitely to be aware of. And uh, it's an interesting topic because like, don't feel bad about it. We're fighting the same feelings of having a good Sunday or blizzard. Then uh, sure. Or talk great about meal yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. 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 I I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, very fascinating. Kristen, when you were talking about that, you know, I mean, I, I guarantee you're not taking advantage of that person who's a good listener, but, um, <laughs> but there are some people yet yeah, in your life that like, oh, I can't wait to talk to them. And maybe I shouldn't yeah. feel so guilty about that just because, you know, they're great listeners and I get to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, which, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe we all just want that opportunity every once in a while. And so let's do it. And but also maybe try and receive it now. and then too. <laughs> Definitely. Have you ever been on the flip side of that, though, where mm-hmm. there I know a few people, I have a few acquaintances that don't disclose much about themselves and don't mm. are big talkers so that when Mm. we have been in a situation where we're talking I find myself needing to fill those gaps and it's an in the moment um experience in which I'm like stop talking stop talking (laughs) like you're just why are you now and all of a sudden you're like well that was way too personal (laughs) why would I have gone there but it was just this like reaction in that it's like I mean, is that, is that the ultimate listener in which you, they pull it out of you? But I've also, like, it's to the point where I find myself 
almost nervous to be on a one-on-one situation with some of these really i'm like i don't even know what i'm gonna say they just, because they don't say anything and so i just keep spewing and spewing it's like Still this it's like this yeah, yeah the word flu that i can't get rid of when I'm around. <laughs> anyway so there's i mean there's that situation as well but well, there's the opposite too. I've had people in my life that if I'm around them one to one and they just talk endlessly, I'm like, oh God. But then you're in a really awkward situation where they just endlessly talk and you're like, thank God, they're just talking right. on and on and on because I am so uncomfortable in this situation. And thank it's God they're so here. So true. Thank God you're here to fill the space. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Dear. Yeah. Oh God. So many different listening scenarios. Exactly. <laughs> Very cool. What a great, that was a, yeah, that was great. Thanks. I'll certainly be thinking about this in the next 24 hours. So if I've got <laughs> anything additional to say, um, I'll let you guys know. I hope you feel heard. I really enjoyed listening to you talk about um, that topic this evening. But what I would really like to hear now is uh, Julie, tell us some good news. Mm-hmm. Yes, I um. I have some, I think this is great news, actually. I think it's really cool and really exciting um, that in earlier in October of this year, 2021, um, mm -hmm. there were 25 inmates at a California prison who received their Bachelor of Arts degrees in communication studies while they were incarcerated. Cool. Okay. So working with California State University, Los Angeles, they were actually able to take all the necessary courses and do their coursework such that they were able to uh, obtain their undergraduate degrees um, while they were in prison. Mm -hmm. um, although inmates have been, have in some cases been given the opportunity to uh, get their post-secondary degrees in while incarcerated this was the first time there was an actual graduation ceremony held inside a state prison whoa and oh. yeah and it's it's really it looks just like any other graduation ceremony um it's you know there was popcorn and people and handshaking and you know the hats and and the whole bit um and i thought and Interestingly enough, although not surprising, um, that if inmates who can get an academic benchmark while they're incarcerated are 40% less likely to resume criminal activity than those who don't finish some sort of form of education. Oh. So it actually, right. also, yeah. So um, in addition to obviously probably reaching a goal for themselves that they weren't sure that they were going to obtain, it really... Um, can have a longer impact and they would be less likely to recommit crimes and end up back in prison. Mm -hmm. So I just thought I would share this great story. That's yeah, a, that's awesome. a great news story. Yeah. So too. Well, if you listen closely, you might've found what you were looking for. Mm -hmm. 